Okay, today's daf is Psachim daf Kavzayin. We are about 10 lines in. Amrle Marianuka, Umar Kashisha, Braider of Chisler of Ashi. So we're going to learn first the sugya of Hamar Medina. The terminology is Hamar. Hamar means the wine of the Medina, of the country. So obviously we're not talking about wine of the country, we're talking about the wine that the country uses. So Amre Lei Marianuka Makshisha Braider Chisler of Ashi. One time a Memar came to our place. We did not have wine to give them for Havdalah. So I seen We had no other choice. We brought them beer. And they, he did not use it for Havdalah. He went to bed. He was fasting. He was in pain. He did not eat that night because you cannot eat before benching. Just by the way, just to point out, we'll, we'll see this throughout Masechtas of Zara. And we mentioned in Brachas that beer in the times of the Gemara was date beer. That was the typical beer they used to use. It was cheap. And we mentioned many times that you could make a beer out of any sugar or any starch. And they made it out of date. This does have a halachic application. Just briefly, in Simon Kufya Dalad, the, the Shochanara brings down that there's an Isser of Sheikher Shanachram. One is not allowed to drink the beer of, an, of a non-Jew. There are many details what the halacha really means. Some hold only in the place where they're selling it, in a bar. Either way, the Ramah has famous words there. The Ramah says it's only talking about date beer. So for the most part, it doesn't really affect you if you're going with the sheet of the Ramah. There's a lot to discuss. We'll, we'll do that in Masechtas of Adazara. Okay, so they brought him this beer. He didn't say Abdallah. Ubas Tavas, he went to bed hungry. Lamachar, the next day, Trachna. So they're, they're continuing their story. We, we were Tareach. We went, Vaitinule Chamra Vatamidi. We found wine, and he finally, you know, made Abdallah, and he ate something. Lashana, the next year, he came again for Shabbaton, his uh, scholar in residence. Lashana, too, the second next year, Ikla Asrin, he came to our place. Lahavalan, Chamra, again, no wine. Nobody went into the wine business. So, Aitinu Shechro, once again, they brought him beer, date beer again. So, Amar, Amemar said, Ihachi, hey, you're bringing me beer again. It must be Chamar Medinahu. This beer is the wine of your country, and therefore, it's elevated status. We'll see what that means in a few minutes. Avdil, the Tamid, he made Avdallah right away. He didn't wait for them to find wine. He made Avdallah and he ate his Malava Malka. So we're going to come back to the Hamar Medina aspect. Surprisingly, the Gemara does not even pick up on it. The Gemara says, Shmami Natlas. We have three things we learned out from this story. Number one should have been Hamar Medina, but it's not learned out. Shmamina Mavdul Batfila Tarashi Abdullah We learned out the halacha we've seen several times already. When you make Havdala by Shmana Esra, you say Atachanantanu, you make Havdala again on a kais, you go home, you make Havdala on a cup of wine. So that's number one. Shmamina Asla Adam you can't eat before you make Havdalah. Someone who did not make Havdalah Shabbos, he can make Havdalah even you know, throughout the entire week, which we said means up until Tuesday. Tosis points out, you don't have a proof from this Gemara. He made Havdalah Sunday morning. But either way, the Gemara at least is going with that concept that you can make Havdalah even after Mitzvah Shabbos. So three things are learned out from this story. Again, surprisingly, and the Mepharshim are bothered by this, why don't we learn out that you can make Havdalah on Hamar Medina? Isn't that a, a very good halacha to learn out from this? For some reason, that is not what the Gemara jumps on. Now, the Gemara presents it as a separate Shailah. Rav Huna asked the following Shailah from Avchista. Uh, the Bach, look at the Gaisa Bach, he switches it around. 
that it's Rav Chista asking Rav Huna, that was his Rebbe. So he asked him the following Shaila, Can you make Kiddush on beer? Good Shaila. So the Gemara says, Amar, he said, Hashta, hold on a second. These superior types of beer. So Pirzuma was beer from barley. I guess they didn't know how to make it back then. And it was a, it was a more expensive item. Today, beer is, is junk. It's, it's 50 cents a can, right? People don't view beer as a fancy drink. Maybe you have a microbrewery where they're, you know, they're getting high-quality yeast and all that type of stuff, but, but for the most part, beer is junk. But anyways, even barley beer or vitane from figs, vasne or berry beer, and these things are high-quality. The boy, my name is Rav, they asked Rav, could you make kiddush? Rav, my name is Rav, asked Rav, Rav, my name is Rav, and Rav, asked Rav, he did not respond. He didn't say, yes, you could use it. So if you can't use these you know, $5 bottle of beer for, for, uh, for Kiddush, Shirchan boy, the date beer, which is cheap, it's garbage. For sure you won't be able to, to, to use it for Havdalah. So, so I'm sorry, for Kiddush. So he asked him, he asked Rafuna, can I use it for Kiddush? He said, if you can't use the better beer, for sure you cannot use the date beer. So Savamina, when they learned this, they understood that it's only regarding Kadushe, regarding Kiddush, who the he was, the Shiloh was, can you make Kiddush on beer? Kiddush is, you know, Deraisa, Avalavdule, Mavdelinon. But, okay, maybe Kiddush, you can't use beer, but maybe you can use it for Avdallah. So, I'm a little Rav Chista, Hachi, I'm a Rav, Kishim, She'ein Mekachin, Alav, Kach, Ein Mavdilon, Alav, the same way you cannot use it for Kiddush, you cannot use it for Avdallah. So, you cannot use this beer, you cannot use Hamar Medina for Havdalah. Say to Marnami, Amrav Tachlifa Baravimi Amar Shmuel, Kishim Shim Mekach Nolav Kach In Mavdin Olav, the same way you cannot make Kiddush on it, you cannot make Havdalah on it. Okay, and the Gemara brings a story. Levi Shadr Lei the Rebbe. Oh, sorry, what was the Havdalah of that Kiddush? Well, that Havdalah is more Mekel. They're both. So, so we learned that, that Havdalah is, maybe the Rehakash on the Rabbam, he, he equates it. But most Rishonim learn, and this is how we pass, and Avdala is only a Dinder Rabbanon. There's a Dinder Rabbanon of Avdala. Uh, Kiddush is Zachar Sema Shabbos Akacha. It's coming from a Daraisa. You're being Yaitza a Dinder Daraisa by Kiddush Friday night. So therefore, it's, it's a higher level. For example, we'll talk about this at the end of the daf. There's a, there's, a, there's a discussion regarding how much is, how, how, how many ounces is a Ravias. So many of the Paiskim, they're a little more machmer when it comes to Kiddush Friday night because that's a Daraisa Kiyam of making Kiddush as opposed to Havdalah or Kiddush Shabbos Day or even Dalal Kaisa. So you go with the smaller share, the three ounces, you know, the 3.3 ounces. So we do see that Friday night, the Kiddush is, a, is a, we're more machmer, more machmer. Okay, let's keep going. Levi Shadr Lele Rabbi Shikhr Bar So Levi sent Rebbe this beer that had 13, you know, processes done to it. Tame Hava Basim Tuba. He tasted it. Ah, it's good. Amar, he said, Kigoyin Zeh, such good beer. Roy Lekadish Alav. This beer is something that you can make Kiddush on it. Veloimar Alav, and he's like equating it to wine. Kol Shiras Vishishbacha Shabarlam. You know, when it comes to wine, we say, Einarim Shira El Alayayin. And he's saying, that Rav is saying that, that uh, this is just like wine. You can say Shiras on it. Okay, Belela, that night, Tzare, it hurt him. He was, he was in pain. Amar, he said, Miyasron. This is... Putting us, you know, he's giving us pain. Umafayis, we're going to use this for Kiddush. We're going to use this for, for Takadish Baruchu. So you cannot use this beer for Kiddush. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Edo Baravim, he was going to make a shvua in public. He was going to swear. 
And this is a higher level of a net there, according to the discussion in in the Darim, and Rav Yosef Lashitase holds that a shvua in public, you swear in public, you can never go back on it. So he says, I will swear in public, Ishti Shechra. I'm going to post on my uh, status, I will never drink beer. Amar Rava, Eshti Mezarin, I'd rather drink flax water, Vilay Eshti Shechra, I will not drink beer. Amar Rava, Tehevi Shakiyuse Shechra Mandam Kadesh Shechra. It should be. Meaning, someone who makes kiddush on beer, let him drink this every day. Meaning, he should uh, not be able to afford any good drinks. He should only be drinking this uh, this Budweiser every single day. So, Rav Ashkechei Rav. So again, the you see the Amaram were not so happy with beer. So, by the way, this does indicate to us that perhaps they would have allowed, and it seems like they would allow Hamar Medina, but this beer just didn't fit the criteria. It was it was so inferior, and it it, it gave people stomach aches. So maybe that's why they would not use it for Havdalah. Let's keep going. Rav Ashkei Rav Huna de Kaddish Shechra. Rav found Rav Huna was making Kiddish on beer. So Amarle, Shari Abba Lamikne Istiria Meshechra. It sounds like, it looks like you're making a lot of money from beer and therefore you're pitching your product. You're saying, oh, this is great. This is the best thing to do. It's so good. I can even make Kiddush on it. And that's why you're showing that it's Hamar Medina, even though nobody else likes it. But you, you're in the, deep, in the beer business. So that's why you're doing that. Okay. So let's, let's stop here for a moment and let's discuss the... Let's just discuss some of the halachas of Hamar Medina. So, from the Gemara, the Gemara gives us doesn't really give us a full picture of the of, of the sugi of Hamar Medina. It tells us a few things. It sounds like you could use it for Abdallah. That's the beginning of the Gemara. That if you're in a place where there's no wine, or this is the Hamar of the Medina, they use it for Abdallah. The question was, is Kiddush different? That was question number one. And the question number two is, what is included in Hamar Medina. It seems that the Gemara went off from beer being included and showing how beer was so bad, they, they should never drink it. It was terrible. So that, that should not be used for as Hamar Medina. So the first things first is that there is a Machlechus Nerishayinim if you could indeed use Hamar Medina for Kiddush. There are those that hold. You cannot use Hamar Medina for Kiddush Friday night. And therefore, if a person is in a situation where you do not have wine, so we mentioned this on Shabbos, if you don't have wine, what do you do? You use bread. You use challah. Because I want to use scotch or something else. Let's assume that's Hamar Medina. Because some Rishonim hold that for Kiddush Friday night, you, can, you are not yotzer with Hamar Medina based on the Gemara. The Gemara did have Amiram that said, but clearly there was, a, there was a, a problem of making Kiddush on it. There are those that argue and say, no, you could indeed use Hamar Medina for Kiddush. There would be no difference between Kiddush and Havdalah. Now, with that being said, so Shabbos day, where you don't want to make Kiddush on bread, because there you're not showing that at Shabbos. What's Kiddush Shabbos morning? Baruch Hashem, Hamoitzi That's going to be your Kiddush. There is no, uh, where's the, um, where's the bracha, where's the, the difference between a, a weekday meal and a Shabbos meal? And therefore, in that case, we'll rely on most Rishon and the hold. You could use Hamar Medina, and you would use that if you do not have wine. How do we how do we classify what Hamar Medina is? So, if you look at the Gemara here, the Gemara here sounded like it, uh, there was no wine available. There was no wine. And then they went to go get, the next day they found wine. And the next year, Rav came back 
and uh, I'm sorry, Maymar came back and there was no wine. So he said, this must be Hamar Medina. So you have two ways of viewing this. You could view this as, in the yeshivish vernacular, as a, it's either a simon or a siba. Do we say that the fact that there's no wine available, that causes, that's a siba, that causes that the next beverage will take its place? And the only way you could classify something as Hamar Medina is only if there's no wine available. There's no kosher wine available. Let's let's imagine there's no wine available in that city or that country. That all oh, have all the different ways of expressing this. But if there's no wine available, that automatically means the next beverage will, will take its place. That's one way of learning. That's the Rashbam. That's uh, that, that's many of the Bali Toysfis. That's how they learn uh, this. And the Rush seems to go with this as well. The other extreme is the Rambam. The Rambam learns that it doesn't mean that you need to be in a place where there literally is no wine available. The point was that since in these countries wine wasn't available, so they elevated the status of beer, so it's a simon, the very fact that the wine is not available is a simon, that in this country it must be their, their, their fancy drink is not going to be wine, it's going to be something else. But according to the Rambam, the way many Achrenim understand, that even if you do have wine, wine is available, but there's a different beverage in your city, in your country, that people treat with more chashivas than wine. So even if you have a bottle of wine on the table, according to the Rambam, the other beverage could indeed be considered chamar medina. Okay, now, because of this machlekes, anytime you're thinking of using chamar medina, let's say Shabbos morning, you want to make kiddush, and you buy a classic kiddush, there's wine, there's grape juice, and there's also scotch. So you're going against most Rishonim, because most Rishonim hold, if Yayin is Matzo, if Yayin is there, then the, the scotch is not even called Chamar Medina. Forget about if I could use this over wine. The scotch is not Chamar Medina. Chamar Medina means, according to those Rishonim, the wine of the land. I have wine. And even according to the Rambam, who, who's to gauge? How do you have data that people consider this better than that? Even if you hold like the Rambam, that even if wine is here, as long as the other beverage is a higher level, so then who's to say, how do you know, how do you go figure out which one is better than the other? So that's the truth, and when it comes to Kiddush Friday night, it's, it's very weak for anyone to start making uh, Kiddush on, on Hamar Medina because we don't even know what Hamar Medina is. Some Rishonim hold, you cannot use Hamar Medina for Kiddush Friday night, and therefore, for the most part, most of the clients does not do it. The question is Shabbos day. You look around most shuls, most communities, people are making Kiddush on, on Hamar Medina Shabbos morning. So forget about the question of the Kais. We'll, we, we spoke about it a little bit, we'll do it again. But just before you even think about the, the size of the cup, wh- how are they able to make Kiddush on Hamar Medina? You have Yayin is Matzoy. Now, even if you want to tell me that this particular shul doesn't have grape juice, they ran out of it. The kids all drank it. They only have scotch, right? Prohibition on grape juice. Everybody has grape juice in their home. They have wine in their house. So even though the kugel looks really good, but they have wine in their home. They should go home, make kiddush and wine. How can you say yayin is not nimtza beir? So it's a pella. It's a pella how this minog came into practice. So a lot of the players can try to figure out, you know, how this happened. There's a, the Mishabura talks about this, even the Mishabura says there's a minog already. He says the yayin is very expensive in our cities, and therefore um, the minog became, he says, even G'dayla Yisrael, I'll read it to you, it's in uh, Simon Ayin Reish Beis, it's in Sivkat and Chavtes, I printed some stuff out. 
Wine is very expensive. So everyone drinks other things. Even the Gedali Rabbanim, again, this is the Litvish uh, Paisik, the Mishnah Nobody is being Mahader for wine. Why? The whole Kiddush Shabbos morning is the Rabbanan, the Kuliyama. The Soim Chin Atzman, Al Divri HaMakilim is there. We're Soim Chin HaMakilim. Then he says, Umisha Mavarek Abayoyim Al Hayayin, Vaday Oysa Mitzvah and Amovchar. So it's a Mitzvah and Amovchar to use wine, but already the Mishabura is, is being Malamit Tzchos. He's saying, everybody's using it. Everybody's using Hamar Medina as, as their Kiddush. So why is this Ravazner? And the Shevet Ravasnas and Sal and the Shevet Halevi. So he, he his his uh, he says a simple logic that the normal beverage back in the day was wine, right? We always we speak about it. We're going to talk about it tomorrow's daf. Everybody's drinking wine. That was like the flowing, you know, instead of water, instead of seltzer, wine. You know, you had breakfast, you had wine. Everybody's always drinking. So wine was the chamar medina. But today, where nobody has the chashivas for wine that you don't always have wine by the table. There's other drinks, could be soda, could be whatever, iced coffee, whatever it is. Therefore, wine has lost its status of being chasha. So perhaps that's part of the minog, why people do it. That's what Rav Vazner says. So one of my rabbis, he was, he was a Talmud of the Kleisenberg Rebbe, Tzatzal. He said the Kleisenberg Rebbe felt that bismanazeh, Look at the Shulchan It says, "B'makayim she'ain yayin matzo." It's a place where there's no wine available. Yeah, everybody has wine, and by the Shirebas, they all make kiddush on wine, and the Shtivlach, they make kiddush on scotch and whatever. But the Rebbes themselves, they they would never make kiddush on something that's not wine. They have wine. Wine yayin is nimtza. You could drink other things. So that that that's uh, that's basically the limitzchos. Now, by the way, we also mentioned it's very difficult to understand, to, to know what is considered chamar medina. There's probably five or six different shitas. And if you try to be yaitz all of them, you're not going to find anything. So we'll just go with Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein says that it's something that you would serve to a guest. So he is talking about, you know, Diet Coke, Pepsi. And in his days, one could argue today as well, that is not something that's like hush of, oh, come over, come over for drinks and you give him a, a cup of Diet Coke. That probably wouldn't work. Um... One could argue today maybe it is considered fancier. I don't know. It depends, uh, depends who you ask. People in the dating scene, you know, five, six dollars a cup of soda, maybe it's more now. In a lounge, they say, yeah, it, it is something. It is something to, to buy a Coke. But coffee would look higher in today's world. You know, every, every, you walk around, just in the airport today, coffee is the drink. So it would definitely be a good drink, according to Moshe Feinstein. Anything you would serve to a guest, here, come over for a drink. It could be a, a good bottle of beer. Uh, you know, hard liquor, those types of things would indeed be considered Hamar Medina. Again, Friday night, we said many times already that you should not be using that. Shabbos day, so if Yayin is Nimtza, it is definitely, I'm going to just be very clear, Mitzvah min that's all the Mishnah says. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but sometimes you have, like a rabbi is making Kiddush on grape juice, and you're going to go make Kiddush yourself on the scotch, just be Yaitza with the grape juice. But, um, but the Minog has been for many years to make Kiddush on Hamar Medina, and the Mishabur says, it's the Mishabur is bringing this minog. So if someone wants to be mekel, there is definitely what to be semichan. Just one interesting, humorous... What about, what about seltzer? So seltzer is water. L'chaira seltzer is just water with, uh, with CO2. I just saw a bunch of CO2 today in Pepsi. A lot of CO2 in, the, in your seltzer. And that's it. There's, it's it's halachic stannis. Flavor, flavor, 
Trader Joe's flavored seltzer? I don't know. I just it looks like water. I don't know if it's considered a hush of a drink. I, mean, I don't know. It'd be difficult You're to. Said it was probably on people when you served to guests. Even even soda today, I, I, I'm not sure. On one hand, you could, you know, in a lounge, but there the ambiance is causing it to be chashev versus every single gas station sells these big gulps for, for 69 cents. You're telling me that's a chashev a drink? Uh, I don't know. So if I, if I would have said this seven hours ago in Pepsi, they would have thrown me out of there. So when I was in Pepsi, yeah, it's a chashev a drink, right? Pepsi. But between me and you, it's... it's, it's uh, it's, it's regular truck driver drinks. It's not something that, oh, come over for a can of Coke. I don't know. That's what Rav Moshe says. Again, one could argue that it is. But I'm saying we're, we're, we have such a shvacha heter as it is, so it's better to find something that, 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 um, that people would say is a hush of a drink. Maybe orange juice is a little better. Um, I think a cold brew coffee is good. And a good bottle of beer. Maybe, maybe soda, I, I don't know. I don't think Gatorade, Rav Moshe says anything that people drink because they're simply thirsty, that wouldn't work. So a cup of Gatorade, you drink it when you're playing basketball. You're not drinking it, come sit down for a, for a cup of Gatorade. It's, uh, it's socially off. One humorous thing the Mr. Brewer mentions, he's not trying to be funny, but I find it funny. He says that let's say you have your Pesach liquor that you would never drink the entire year, you're only drinking it on Pesach, that it doesn't work. That's not called Chamar Medina. He talks about this licorice drink. So those that drink uh, Shlivovitz, they're, they're plum uh, brandy. So if you would never touch it the entire year, <laughs> barrel, you're, you're squirming over there, or your potato vodka, something you would not drink the entire year, but it happens to be Pesach, so I'm going to eat it. By the way, I saw someone today, he had this Muradega Chumrah, which is not true. He said that, for, that you need to have Bishul Yisrael on, on Pesach cake, because Pesach cake is not pas, there's no flour in there. You don't have the heter of pas, pas palter, so you need to have Bishul Yisrael on your Pesach cake. And I said, this guy has never eaten Pesach cake before. Pesach cake is definitely not Ola Shochem you would never eat it today. If I gave you fresh Pesach cake, you're not eating it. Uh, maybe you are, I don't know. But um, no one eats it. You're eating it because it's Pesach. You would never otherwise eat it. It's definitely not considered chashev. And you do not need to have Bishul Yisrael on your Pesach cake. His point was for Svardim, you know, whatever. Totally wild chumrah. But uh, it's a free country. People can say whatever they want. Okay. Next. Tanu Rabbanan. Eimekachin. You could only make Kiddush on wine, but not uh, anything else. This is a new b'risa. Again, this is back to, we said this, Machlech is how to learn this. Ramam is going to go with this. You only make a bracha on wine. You only make brachas on wine. There's a whole category in my brachos lotto game of shahako. There's, there's brachas that you make even if it's not uh, wine. So the Gemara says, Amrabai hachika amar ein oimrim havikhaisha bracha levarech you only bring a bracha, a kais shal bracha, only if it's wine, but otherwise we don't do this. Now this happens to be that in Europe they didn't do this. They, so there's a famous story when the Adaris, he was, he, he was asked by Shmuel Salan to take over as the, as the Rav in, uh, back then was Palestine in 1900 or 1901. So the, they say the first day he got off the boat... They were mechabed him to, to be Masada Kedushin. So he's sitting under the chuppah, he's holding a cup of wine, and he makes a bracha, Baruch Hashem, and he says, Shehakoni Ebedvarai. And it was such a busha. What he ended up doing was he ended up saying, Oh, boy, prayer gafen. And there are Shilas written 20, 30 years later from the Artsvi, and even later from Rosham Zaman Orbach, they talk about Isa HaMaisa. That story, the famous story of the Adaras. Why was that? So he said, because he came from Lita and Lithuania. That they didn't have wine, so by under the chuppah, 
they had some juice, you know, whatever. It was probably white. Again, if they have white gown, that's why they use white wine under the chuppah, if you ever noticed, so that it doesn't spill over the kala. So whatever they used, they used some apple juice. He thought it was shako. He didn't realize that they have wine. So obviously, we don't necessarily pass on this Gemara, but this is where the Gemara is coming from, that by a kaisha bracha, it has to be done on wine. Next, one should not make Kiddush over Shecher and beer. Mishim Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon Amru. Mekachin, you could make a, uh, a Kiddush on, on beer. And Mat Emes Yayin Kol Shehu, that after you make Kiddush, or let's say Dal Kaisis, for example, it's going to come up. Halacha is, you have to drink. You have to drink the wine. You made a Bari Peregofen. How much do you have to drink? So the Halacha is, according to Rabbi Lazar, you need to have Mat Emes Yayin Kol Shehu, even a small amount. That's all you need. Rabbi Yaisi, Bari Yehuda, I mean Meloy Lugma, you need to have Meloy Lugma, that because that's a, a, a significant shear, that's how much you have to drink. Try to convince the chas and kala under the chuppah to drink that amount. But anytime you have either kiddush or kaisha bracha, you should drink a malai lugma. So, what's the size of, of, of malai lugma? Malai lugma is, according to Taisvis, rive revius. So, let's say you have a smaller shear of a revius, about three ounces. So, it's about 1.6 ounces, and you figure it out. Whatever shear you hold as a revius, let's say you hold as five ounces. So, 2.6 ounces of Vimalay Lugmav. That's the amount you have to drink when it comes to Kiddush, when it comes to everything else. By Dalad Kaisa, there's a special halacha. Since the, you see, when it comes to, when it comes to Kiddush, so really the mitzvah is the Kiddush. And I need to drink because I'm making a bar paragraphin because that's how I'm sanctifying Kiddush, Zachrei al Hayayim. But the drinking is only, you know, a sub, you know, it's, 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 um, it's like a side point to the, to the situation. As opposed to Da'al Kaisas, you're supposed to drink four cups of wine. So therefore, there's an Indian, A, of drinking the entire cup. B, at least get Roy Vrivias. However, Bidiyavid, as long as you drink a Malay Lugmav, your yaitza. So let's say someone, the best thing to do is, is to, to get a small, let's say a person has diabetes or they can't drink, they can't uh, handle alcohol or too much sugar. So get a smaller cup, go with a smaller share, let's say five ounces, and drink Rav Kais, two and a half ounces or something, or get a three and a half ounce cup, which your yaitza, according to Rav Maisha, and just drink 1. Uh, 1.8 ounces of wine four times throughout the night for many people, that, that would be enough for them to handle, that, that would be, uh, you know, they could be okay with it. So it's not a bad idea if someone has these issues to just speak with a Rav prior to assuming that you need to have a full cup of 10-ounce cup. You don't need that. You need the, you just need, but the at least, you just need a Malay Lugma of a Ravias. Okay? Amarav Yehu, Avhun Amarav, Tani Rav Gidol, Demin Neresh. He said the following, If you make Kiddush and you drink a Malay Lugma, which means a cheekful, Otherwise, you are not Yaitza. But it wasn't When I learned this, it was taught as Rav Gidl Stam. No, uh, didn't say which Rav Gidl it was. Okay, you know, what do we care? Let's say you have a stira, you have a, a, a mirma, you have a stira. A contradiction between another this statement and another statement, we could say who's the one that said that said which, and therefore we could always get out of it because this was said by by a uh, stam gidol. We don't know which gidol said this. Okay, samach So this is going way back to the mission, the first mission we had on Ari Psachim. So the truth is, in order to learn this gemara, we have to forget everything we learned about on that mission because that that gemara on Davtsadi Tess was assuming we knew this. 
how, when, I don't know. But the Gemara there assumed we knew this halacha. So let's read the Mishnah again. The Mishnah said that Erev Pesach, Samach Lamincha, a person, you should not eat until it gets dark. Now, the Mishnah did not specify when this Mincha is. We knew that it was Mincha Kedana. How did we know? Because we saw the Rashbam, and we saw the Gemara equated to Shabbos, but the Gemara doesn't know it at this point. Ibailu, Samach Lamincha Gedayla, Tanan, is it closer to Mincha Gedayla, which is which is uh, two and a half hours before Shkia. So that, that's a Mincha Gedayla. So mincha, min, sorry, Mincha, I'm sorry. Mincha Gedayla is, let, let's, let's assume we have a six to six day. So Mincha Gedayla is 12.30, and Samach Lamincha is a half hour earlier, which would be 12 o'clock. Or is it Dilma, I Dilma, Samach Lamincha Ketana Tanan. A Mincha Ketana would be 3.30. Samach Lamincha Ketana would be three o'clock. So we had this, we spoke about the nine hours. When is the Zman? Is the Zman at noon? Or is Zman at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? So the Gemara says like this. What would be the two sides, the two tzadim? So, Samach Lamincha Gedayla Tanan. If you want to tell me Samach Lamincha Gedayla, what happens at 12 o'clock, 12.30? Ah, Mishum Pesach. There's a carbon Pesach happening. And there's a concern if you're allowed to sit down for a meal. Erev Pesach, after Chatzais, Dilma Asi Lememshach. You're going to be busy with your meal, and you're not going to end up bringing your carbon Pesach. Now, Asi So that's why it's logical that the issue is already from Chatzais, you cannot eat. So you thought you had up till 3 o'clock to eat an Erev Pesach? Nope. We just took off three more hours. You only have until Chatzais. Why is this? Because of the carbon Pesach. That would be one sad that Samach Lamincha means Samach Lamincha Gedayla. Oidilma, or maybe Samach Lamincha Ketana Tanan. The Mishnah meant Samach Lamincha Ketana. And that's the way we learned it on Daf Tzali Tas. What will be the concern there? How does it help you to stop at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Oh, Misha Matzah. I want to eat Matzah Latei Avoin. So if I eat a lot at 3.30, Dilma also lemichlam lamatzah chilagasa. By the time I'm eating matzah, it's going to be a chilagasa. I am not hungry. I don't have the appetite because I ate so much in the afternoon. So there is reason to say that mincha means mincha katana. So the Gemara says like this, I'm a Ravina, Tashma, I'll bring you a raya. I'll bring you a raya from the following b'risa. So the b'risa says that afilu agripas ha-melech, even agripas ha-melech, shehu ragil meaning even someone who's similar to him, or even he, him, depending how you learn who he was, so even, uh, even he, he uh, who was lecha b'tesha shais, so he was, used to eat his meal, and we're going to see in a moment what it means, he used to eat his breakfast between, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the breakfast of kings, right? So, even he cannot eat until it gets dark. He's not allowed to eat his breakfast. So what do you see from here? If the halacha Mishnah means you cannot start a meal at 3 o'clock, so it makes sense. That's what we're saying. Even agripas would not be able to eat. Why? So the Rishonim explained, even if he starts at 2.45 or 2.55, but since he has this extended meal and he plans on, plans on you know, doing this, uh, to have, a, to have a, a serious meal, so even he would not be able to do it because he's 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 being kaveya suda samach lamincha. So it makes sense that we're including agripas. But eli iamet samach lamincha gedolot. And if you tell me that that 
the zman of the Mishnah already begins at 12 o'clock, that you can no longer eat. So my rabusi agripas. Even agripas who eats at 3 o'clock, he, has, he cannot eat. What do you mean? Even if he ate at 12 o'clock, he would have to stop. He would, he would not be able to start a meal at 12, 12, 15. Why are we saying even agripas who eats at 2, 3 o'clock, what's the chiddush here? So it doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, Ella, it must be as we learned on the test, it must be talking about 3 o'clock. Still, soif, soif, my rabusi da gripas. What's this big chiddush that even agripas, Hamelach cannot eat. Hamatilizmani surah. The Isser is, there's no you know, special dispensation for those you know, elite people. <laughs> three o'clock is three o'clock. No eating. Hamatilizmani surah. So the Gemara says, very interesting. Maldatim, I was about to say, Think about it. Do the math. Agripas ate a breakfast at two or three o'clock. But that wasn't his only meal of the day. He would end up eating a second meal, seven, eight o'clock. Every single day he used to do this. So for him, his body or his appetite is used to eating a late first meal, and he'll be fine. He'll be able to eat that second meal. So I would have thought to say for him, it's like our nine o'clock in the morning breakfast or 10 o'clock, and, and he should indeed be able to eat it because he's used to doing that. So Kamash Mulan, the Gemara tells us no, that it's a light plug, not allowed to eat after after Samach uh, even Agripas, who will have this appetite, meaning let's say you know yourself, you could eat plenty. Halacha is, you're not allowed to eat a meal, Samach on Erev Pesach. Now, we've been discussing for, for a few minutes now and way back on that Tzadi test, one is not allowed to eat a meal. What, what are we talking about? Which food can you or can you not eat? So we, we already pointed out from Taisvis that you, can, you definitely cannot eat matzah, the Yerushalmi tells us someone who eats matzah on Yom Yudalad is ke'ilu boyel arusasa v'beis chamav. He uses very strong language, which in Hasidus they talk about the matzah is the, is, is, is the kiddushin. What, you know, you're waiting for your nesuin. But either way, you're not allowed to eat matzah on Erev Pesach. You can't eat chametz past 10 o'clock. So what exactly are we eating? So Taisvis, who learned this gemara that we're going to see in a moment, says the only thing that's usher to eat is matzah ashira. Meaning, the only thing that I would think I could eat, that we're telling you you have to stop at 3 o'clock, is your matzah ashira products, your uh, egg matzah. We also added, I gave a, a shorter shear on it, on um, you know, uh, matzah balls, kneidlach. Those things would be usher to eat past 3 o'clock. Those are mezainas, and that's midi de mezaine. Those things you have to stop eating samach lamincha. What about other things? So that's our gemara. So no chametz, no matzah. No mezainus. So no chametz and matzah anyways the whole day after 10 o'clock. No matzah after 3 o'clock. What about other things? Asi, avamat behuva mini targima. You could, uh, you could, you know, have dips. I don't know, you're dipping in your, you have carrots in your salad dressing, all types of targima. It means more than that, but as long as it's not uh, mezainus, according to Moshe Shonim, that would be fine. Rav Yitzchak, matzah b'yarke, Rav Yitzchak would dip and eat his vegetables. He had a vegetable platter, 3.30, so uh, that's what they served. Okay, Tanya Nami Hachi. We had a bracelet like this. Just by the way, this year Shabbos, it falls, Shabbos is Arab Pesach. So if a person wants to be Yotze Shabbos Shudas, so some Rishonim learn you could be Yotze with fruit. So you could indeed have fruit even 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and a few Shabbosim, that would be fine. So if you're, uh, if you're looking what to serve, that's what you should serve. You know, vegetables and some dressing. Okay, Rav Yitzchak Matul Biyarki. Tanya Nami Hachi. Hashamish Matul Nemi Ayin Even... 
pieces of meat. They used to use, eat the uh, bene me'ayin, which is the intestines, the kishkas. So they would serve that as appetizers. And this really is a segue to the next Gemara. The Gemara, the Gemara is going to get into the question of, of, can I eat something which, from the looks of it, it's giving me sustenance, and it's going to take away from my ability to eat later. But in reality, it's just whetting my appetite. It's those uh, the appetizers that's going to make me hungrier, so that you should be allowed to eat. So let's just see this uh, last piece. Would dip these uh, these kishkas, and he would give it to the guests as their uh, hospitality before the seder. So if you're hosting, this is not a bad idea. Even though there's no raya, there's a zecher in psukim. It says So first you have to plow, and then you could plant. So so too, there's like some type of Indian of of the appetizers, like the plowing before you could plant. And the next Gemara talks about drinking wine. It could be that drinking wine will whet your appetite. So you could drink wine before the pseudo. We know, by the way, you drink two cups of wine before you eat matzah. So shouldn't that be an issue? So we're going to see that drinking wine also whets the appetite. We'll get into uh, the Da'al Kaisas, if you're allowed to drink in between the cups. So, Mr. Shem, we will get to that tomorrow.